I was in a job that I didn't like. I just had a breakup that was, you know, rather traumatic for me that I really blamed myself for because I didn't listen to myself. And I was like, holy shit, I feel so destabilized right now. Spirituality gets a lot of side eye these days. And admittedly, some of it is pretty well-deserved. Things can feel a little bit floaty, a little bit out there, and more than a little weird. But I promise, it's not that crazy. It just needs to feel a little more human. And that, my friends, is why I'm here. I'm your host, Caitlin, and my goal is to take the super woo and bring it back down to planet Earth. Whether you're spiritually curious, spiritually closeted, or just a spiritual seeker who's itching to take things a little less seriously, there's something here for you. This is a Soulfire Productions podcast. Good day, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the show, or I guess maybe good morning or good night, depending on where you are, what time of day it is, all the things. But here we are getting into it. Two quick little announcements that I wanted to give you before we jump into the meat of today's episode, which I want to tell you a little bit more about mushies and how they give you what you want and not what you, or sorry, give you what you need and not what you want. (laughs) Wouldn't it be nice if it was the other way, but not the case. So first announcement, we have just a couple days left at the time this is going to come out of the not so Black Friday sale. It's going to end at Thanksgiving. So quick refresher on what that is. It is a sale on three of my one-off offerings, Immerse, Guide, or Define. And I'll give you a quick little shout of what those are or a quick little overview, I guess. Um, 33% off each of those offers, which is a crazy discount. Why am I doing that much? Just because I feel like it. (laughs) Truly, I go based on my authority and I tune and I'm like, what number feels good if I'm going to do a sale or even pricing anything? I'm just like, what feels good to me right now? So that's what feels good is 33% off, which is crazy. I don't often do sales. I don't, I, I don't think I've ever done a sale that's that significant. So I really, really encourage you if you've been thinking, if you've been wanting to explore human design, or if you've just been feeling like you need a little extra support in your life for whatever curveballs life is throwing at you, I wrote that in an email that went out um, to my email list about this. And I, I thought that was such a good phrase for it. Then these offers, one of them will be a great fit for you. And this is the best time absolutely to hop in. So what define is, is this is the best place in my opinion to start when it comes to human design. This is really focused on the fundamentals. So we're going to talk about your authority. We're going to talk about your profile. We're going to go a layer deeper though, and talk about all of the lines, because there's some really interesting things that can happen that have a really deep impact on you and your expression if we don't look a little bit beyond profile. We're also going to talk about definition, which yes, authority has to do with your definition. Um, but I don't like to just talk about it in terms of type because there's so much more that I like to give you an awareness of. And this is not meant to overwhelm you with information, right? It's specifically designed at a little bit of a slower pace. So you have time to focus on one concept at a time with the time to actually integrate it and really start to practice with it before we move on to the next one. So. Uh, I wish I had this when I was learning human design, hindsight being 2020. This is definitely what I would have wanted to hop into because it really does set you off on the best foot. Now, immerse is if you are maybe a little bit more um, into, maybe not into is the right word, but you know a little bit more perhaps about your human design and you really want to dive deep, or maybe you're new and you just want to know everything at once. This is a perfect space for that. But this is 
specifically tailored to whatever it is you want to know or whatever insights you want from your human design, whether it is relationships or business or you name it, we get to just go deep on kind of the details and the information and that sort of thing. So that is the second option. And then last but not least, and maybe my favorite, don't tell the other two, but this one is guide. And this is not a human design reading at all. This is specifically a support session. So this has looked like and can look like any number of ways. It is kind of rooted in my own desire really to sometimes just have a space and someone that I can trust and lean on and you know, be held in my potential and my highest vision really when I just need to work through some shit, you know? So this session has looked like money stuff and beliefs around money and money creation. It has looked like career transitions. Um, We've done relationship shifting and that sort of thing. And so really any topic is welcome and you get to come and spend an hour being supported, being seen, being held. And even if you need them being shown and guided through tools to help, you know, move through whatever it is you're moving through. Could be a little bit of energy healing, could be somatic processing, you know, emotional processing through the body. Um, it could be mindset and belief work. So it's so fun because it's every session is so unique and we really get to draw from all sorts of things to support you. And I just am obsessed with holding people in their highest vision and helping them reach their potential. So that's why I love that session so much. So any of those 33% off, so exciting. Link will be in the show notes for that. And then the other quick just heads up that I wanted to give you, I wanted to give you kind of the exclusive access is coming up in December, I'm going to be starting to pre-fill spots for Emerge, which is a program that I'm so excited about. This has been a long time coming. I have almost launched it a couple of times and then life just throws me some curveballs. So it hasn't happened yet, but it is now officially time and I could not be more excited. The extra time has given me space to refine it even further. So I'm really, truly obsessed with not only the content, but also the format. So what this program is, is yes, it helps you kind of align to your human design, but it's also a full like toolbox of deconditioning support. And the way that I really see human design, it's it's a roadmap back to my inner child and all of the tools that I'm providing you and sharing with you in this program are everything that I use to not only be that version of me again, but also do it in a way that's sustainable and safe, that I feel safe to express that way and to follow my desires and and all of these things that we talk about with human design. So I'm also just really obsessed with the way that it's formatted. It's again, like one thing at a time. So we'll start out with one topic in human design, and then we'll go into specific tools that support that aspect of deconditioning. So you're not going to be overwhelmed with information and then given a bunch of tools and like told to go off on your own and figure it out. It's going to be really like step by step. Here's some information. Here's how to actually use the tools in real life to embody and apply that information. And then we'll give you another piece of information. We'll give you some more tools. So you're actually having, again, the time and space to practice and to play and to live these things because so much of what I see out there is just a bunch of information and you're like, I don't know what to do with this. And that's why I see a lot of people not making progress on actually being their design because A, they don't have consistent support and B, they're not actually using 
it day to day and applying the information day to day. So wanted to give you the heads up. I'm only going to be taking a few people one-on-one for this first round. And it's a super special opportunity for these first few spots to really help me further refine the program. It's almost going to be not like fully collaborative, but like you get to give me feedback in real time about what's working, what could be going better, you know, what, what else you would need out of it. And so there is a little bit of an element of co-creation to this first round. That's going to be so fun. So I'm super excited for the first few people that are going to experience an adventure with me. It's going to be so, so good. So I wanted to give you that heads up. I'm going to drop a link um, in the show notes if you want to hop on the wait list to be one of the first to know when those first few spots open in December. Um, And then we'll start in January. So super excited for that. Now that that is all out of the way, I think that was a little more long-winded than I intended it to be, but thank you for bearing with me. Hello, friends. It is that time in the episode once again when I briefly interrupt you to tell you about something that I'm absolutely loving lately. I got a new one for you this week, which I'm so excited about. I feel like some of you are probably going to laugh because the name could not be more perfect for the topic of this week's episode. No, we are not talking about a psychedelic supplement or anything like that, although I really, you know, maybe one day putting it out into the universe. But this is psychedelic water. This is a beverage that I have been a big fan of since I discovered it many moons ago at Air One. Oh, I love Air One so much. <laughs> and if you don't know what Air One is, you should look it up. It's like the best grocery store on the planet. Whole Foods on steroids has all sorts of delicious, healthy things and lots of unique products. And that is where I discovered this, like I mentioned. It, they have this massive beverage wall there. And I remember I was standing, like trying to navigate which of the many bajillion options they have. And I was attracted to their can. I mean, sucker for good branding. Who isn't? But the can is a little bit holographic. So it really stands out. And I was like, hmm, psychedelic water. What could this be? And it turns out that it is a sort of sparkling water situation that contains kava and damayana in addition to green tea, but y'all know what green tea is. So I want to spotlight for you real quickly the kava and the damayana. So kava, well, both really have been around for many, many years and used by many cultures. Kava in particular is a great anti-anxiety, like stress-relieving herb. And then Damayana is an aphrodisiac. So together in this beverage, they combine to have this really like soothing kind of effect, a little bit uplifting, a little bit mood boosting. I'm a big fan of a functional beverage, functional foods, all the things. And I was really, really impressed when I first tried this. I definitely do notice just a little bit of Zen going on after I drink this. And even as I'm recording this, actually, I'm currently drinking their oolong and orange blossom flavor, which is one of their newer flavors. It's so good. I'm probably not going to do it justice trying to describe it. It's almost a little bit like tea flavored because I'm pretty sure oolong is a tea. You can fact check me, (laughs) but it's a little bit like fruity. It's so delicious. Uh, It's hard to describe. You just have to try it. So I'm going to drop a link in the show notes for a discount. If you click on that link and order, you get 10% off. And I highly recommend you grab their mixed eight pack. You get to try two of each flavor. They have four flavors and I've tried them all. They're all really delicious. So highly recommend you check that out. Again, go to the link in the show notes to try psychedelic water and get 10% off your order. Now back to this episode on real psychedelics. LOL. 
Let's get into this little bit of mushroom experience. This is, like I said, a very separate, distinct angle on the whole mushrooms give you what you need and not what you want thing. I think you'll very much understand as I get into this story that I really didn't want this experience, but it was exactly what I needed. It was so perfect in so many ways. And I really don't know that I would have made the shifts in the timing that I made them in or really reached a lot of these insights or conclusions without this experience. And it's it, there's so many elements of it too that were so divinely guided, like very much no coincidence moments um, where you can't help but look back and say like, wow, the universe actually set this up perfectly for me. Like everything worked out in my favor to give me this experience and it was exactly what I needed. So I'm in so much like almost deep reverence of this experience and of just all of the circumstances and how beautifully they came together, even though it was very challenging. Um, challenging things can also be really beautiful. You know, uh, it's all the perspective that, that we have and that we approach it with. And I think one of the things that the past few years especially has taught me is to be so deeply grateful for all of the experiences, challenging or not, you know, and I almost feel like a a (laughs) gratitude and self-forgiveness wizard at this point after all of that. So anywho, let's get into it. So in order to do this story justice, I do need to give you a little bit of background and I will try to make this stuff a little bit brief. Um, there's a lot more that I plan to and want to say around a lot of these pieces, but in order to keep most of the focus on, you know, the actual mushroom experience itself, I'm going to try to kind of move through some of this quickly. Although I do invite you to, you know, anything that stands out to to you that you maybe want to hear more of, you want to hear the backstory or have me dive into further with, you know, the perspective and the insight that I have now, I invite you to let me know whether it's, you know, shoot me an email, shoot me a DM, or just leave a comment on Instagram somewhere and, and ask about it. I would love to hear, um, cause I will happily dive into any piece of it. I am very much an open book for you. So let me know. But the important backstory really is I, I mean, this was kind of smack dab in the middle almost of Saturn return. So my Saturn return, if you've been around for a while, I've heard some earlier episodes of the show, then you'll kind of probably have a little bit of context around this. But really, I see it kicking off in October of 2020. Six months later, when I turned 29 and, and you know, at least my understanding of, of Saturn return, and you can correct me if you're an astrologer, I'm very much not. <laughs> but my understanding of it is it's about 28 and a half ish to 30 and a half ish, give or take based on your placements and all that. So anyway, I really mapped mine starting in October of 2020. Six months later, I turned 29, basically right after my 29th birthday. And, and I guess to back up even a little bit further, I had been in a relationship with someone for, I I guess we were together for almost a year and a half, including kind of dating and and the time we were officially together. So leading up to Saturn return, like the, the year or so prior to that. And I guess maybe we started dating October, 2019, if I'm remembering correctly. Anywho, (laughs) details. So April of 2021, well, I guess 10 days after or so, we broke up. (laughs) Long story short. And part of me has been avoiding bringing this up and really diving into it, even though there's so much in here 
um, about me. I'm not even talking about like the breakup and, and any of that, but like that I learned as a result of this that I really want to dive into. But part of me has been holding back a little bit because I have not wanted people to take this as, oh, Caitlin's still so hung up on the breakup because that's very much not the case. Um, and this is just me. I, I've been learning a lot of lessons about micromanaging other people's perceptions of me and how even though I've released a lot of control of that over the past year in particular, I still up until this day and I'm getting better at it every day, but have been really trying to micromanage how people perceive me and my experience. And this is me working through that in real time. Like, I'm just saying, I don't give a fuck. You take it as you, as you will, you know? So anywho, went through this breakup. It was rather, um, shocking (laughs) to say the least. It was a little bit unexpected. And so I was very hurt obviously and blindsided, but within that, it was also exactly the way it needed to happen because I really believe that that breakup was a gift from the universe or really a wake-up call from the universe to listen to myself. Um, One of the biggest things that I learned is to trust myself. It was one of the times that I really started to, or that my my authority finally clicked. I had already um, known about it and had kind of had an inkling, but this is when I really was like, oh shit, I've actually been telling myself this for so long, but I just wasn't listening. And it was directly coming from my authority and like, wow, how cool. But also like, fuck, I need to listen to myself because this sucks. <laughs> so anywho, really, I mean, there's just so much that goes into it. But this was May of 2021. Obviously processing a lot during that time. Um, I will fast forward to the experience of this mushrooms, which was the beginning of July of 2021. And it was, again, one of those experiences where the universe just so perfectly gave me what I needed. Yes, the experience itself, which we'll get into, but he was also supposed to be there (laughs) during this experience. And, you know, we had seen each other a couple times prior. Um, Not a super effective way to process your breakup when you see your... (laughs) your person or your no longer person, um, every month basically. (laughs) And so, yeah, we had had some encounters. Don't need to get into those very much, but he was supposed to go to the show and he ended up not going like the day before, or maybe like that morning couldn't go. And I hate to say that I was so relieved. Maybe I don't hate to say because it would have been such a different time for me, such a different event having him here. And I don't think, or there, and I don't think that I would have had the space to do the processing that I did with him there. There would just would have been the awareness and the, just the, it would have been tough. So I felt really fortunate and really lucky that he was not going to be there. Although the circumstances I did feel really bad about because he was not feeling well. So I do have compassion. I'm not (laughs) a cold-hearted bitch. The other thing that was so kind of beautiful and perfectly orchestrated about this experience, I think, is that the artist that was playing is one of my favorite artists ever of all time, Cascade, if you're familiar. Shout out, Cascade. Let me know. Um, (laughs) But he 
ever since I got into him and, and I was shown him through a friend that I had had in college that I was very close with, his music has always done something to me. Like, I don't know what about it. I'm sure you guys probably have that artist that you're just like, I get transported. This is literally made for my soul. I don't understand it, but I just have this really deep connection with it. And that is Cascade for me. I remember even years prior to this event, I would not even be able to like put on his music in the car when I was driving by myself because I would get so emotional. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't feel this many feels right now. Like, I don't want to be in my feels. I'm just trying to go to work. You know what I mean? So just a really, really deep relationship with his music. And that I, I say, I think it's very divinely orchestrated too, because it allows me to access these kind of deeper parts of me in a way that other artists can't. And again, just for what got brought up and, and we'll get into like, <laughs> again, the specifics of it, but it just could not have been more perfect. The last really wild, divinely orchestrated part of this was the fucking track list, you guys. I lost my goddamn mind. So we get in, we watch the openers. I take the mushrooms prior to him coming on. So I have like the, the peak of the experience while he's on stage. Pretty sure no one else took mushrooms that, that time, but I had some leftovers and I was like, fuck it. I just want to like not give a shit and dance and have fun. So <laughs> my intention definitely was not to process my emotional trauma. It was just to dance and kind of get fucked up. So I'm human, you know, but the fucking, the fucking set list, I actually could not. I, li I quite literally lost it in the middle of the stadium. So he starts out with a song called Solid Ground, which <laughs> one of the lines, this I think encapsulates the kind of vibe of the song, right, is if the world was falling down, could you be my solid ground, essentially. So you can imagine like fresh off a breakup, two months off, um, that was a little uh, tender. <laughs> what could ostensibly be taken as a breakup song. I don't know if that was the intention when he was writing it, but um, it's a really beautiful song, a really good song. But I lost my mind <sighs> because what I started to connect the dots on for myself was the fact that I had not felt solid for a very long time in my life or even within myself. And Part of where I had derived my solidity, I mean, a lot of what I've really processed post-breakup, but it's it's also like post-LA breakup, if that makes sense. Like, it's not all about the relationship itself. It's about me and my old life, really. I had built so much of my solidity on things that were not really stable and also not myself. Starting kind of October 2020, so the beginning of the Saturn return, you know, I had already been doing my health journey, kind of the more physical side for a few years prior to that. I had been into kind of some mindset work and, and some belief work, and I had already been doing the groundwork, really. I was, you know, studying for my master's. That was my plan was to be a nutritionist. And that was how I was going to heal the world. You know, if, you'll, if you've listened to some of the earlier episodes of the show, you'll know that story. But it was October of 2020 when I really started doing some deep internal, like, abundance work in the beginning of 2021 as well. I did my AHAI training, which is very much like 
energetic work, clearing out of old emotions and, and trapped energies and that sort of thing. And so I was doing a lot of really deep work around that time. And, you know, even prior to that, during kind of the, the physical portion of my health journey, but it really intensified from this, you know, October 2020 period onward, I just started to feel like I no longer fit my life. Um, I was having a lot of trouble, like, I mean, friends that I really love dearly, even to this day, I was having trouble connecting in the ways that we used to connect because it just didn't feel fulfilling for me anymore. And I, I was really struggling. You know, this is one of the things that I would have conversations about with my, um, you know, previous partner was how I found it so challenging sometimes to be with our kind of mutual friend group because I wasn't having conversations that were necessarily fulfilling. And, and that's not a fault of anyone. Um, but I just didn't understand how to exist. And it was very frustrating for me. And I didn't know what to do about it because this was my life and this was my job and this was my relationship and all the things. I, I justified it in so many ways. And yet it still felt incongruent to my system. And I guess on the solidity piece as well, he was one of the people more so than most people out of a lot of my friends, really, not just that particular group. I felt really accepted all of me. Um, there were some ways in which I definitely felt like all of me was not welcome with many people in my life. Um, some comments that were made and just, you know, lack of questions about me and what I'm doing and all the things, you know, little things. And again, this is not to blame anyone or fault anyone. Um, and I really still love all of these people very dearly, but it just felt really shitty. And so I, not that I say that he was like my whole world and my whole solidity, my planet, because that was definitely not the case ever, but I felt more solid having him in my corner because I felt really seen and accepted by him. And so losing that relationship, not just the romantic part, three through three, <laughs> but also the friendship level, just the support from the friendship level. And, and really, you know, he became one of my best friends um, throughout that. That was very jarring for me. And what I realized during this solid ground song on this mushroom experience or, or on mushrooms at this concert was I was not stable. And I was relying on so many things that were not me for solidity and that I didn't trust myself. And that because I didn't trust myself and because I didn't listen to myself, I was in these situations. I was in a job that I didn't like. I just had a, a breakup that was, you know, rather traumatic for me um, that I really blamed myself for because I didn't listen to myself. And I was like, holy shit, I feel so destabilized right now. So really interesting what it allowed me to access. I do not think that I would have accessed that level of insight had it not been for the mushrooms. Um, and had, again, he not been there, um, such a gift. And it was just so funny looking back. I fucking crack up thinking of this time too. Cause I was like bawling my eyes out and the sweet people next to me that were not even part of my group were like, Oh my God, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm really okay. Oh man. So funny. <laughs> Good. We can laugh at ourselves. Right. So anywho, the next song is called mercy. And it starts out with the line for the broken hearts. And I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like the song is called mercy. I'm like, someone literally helped me like universe. What the fuck? <laughs> so 
So again, just like, what are the odds that the first two songs back to back would be this? And then it gets better. Just wait. The next song he plays is called Chains. And basically it's, I'm free of love, but I'm still in chains. Right. And so we can like directly apply that to the relationship ending if we want to. But what kind of got brought up for me within this song specifically was that I I was really set free from my life in a sense, if this makes sense. Yes, from the relationship. Like I had loved that person. That's what the endings of relationships are, right? So there's that element to processing it. But on a much greater level, and this is something that I had been slowly coming to, I won't even say coming to terms because I really wasn't coming to terms with, I had had the seed planted for a long time that this life, this chapter of my life needed to end. But I was, again, making all of these excuses for why I didn't want to end it or why I couldn't end it, quote unquote. My job, my friends, my partner, my this, blah, 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 you know, all of the reasons that we come up with to not follow the intuition, to not follow the ping, even though deep down, it's kind of tearing us apart, right? And so free of love, but still in chains for me was very much like, I am now free. I I really see this, the breakup as the gift to be like, oh no, you can go. Because I had been wanting to go for so long and just not allowing myself because of all these logical reasons, these explanations. It's the head over heart or authority sort of thing. My, My authority literally is my heart. So that statement really applies to me very well. But maybe for you, it's like, head versus gut or head versus intuition or, you know, whatever way your authority expresses through you. And it set me free from this life. It gave me like, that was the last strong reason that I was holding on to, to tell me why I could not go. Like my partner is here. I'm building a life with this person. Not that we were like living together or anything like that, but I didn't want to leave the relationship or, or leave the, the city and thereby leave the relationship. Um, again, so much more that we could go into about my feelings and the whole authority process and what I was actually saying to myself, but that's not the point. The, the larger view, if we zoom out though, was I'm now free of my LA life. I'm now, I'm now set free. However, however, there's still so much stuff that I'm attached to that's here that I now get to sit with and I get to process and I get to deal with and, you know, whatever ways you want to, you want to call that. Like I started grieving my entire life up until that point in this concert because of the access to my unrestricted beyond the ego soul aspect of me, like the truth of my being, the truth of my heart is what the mushrooms allowed me to access. And so even though I was free of all of the things that had been tying me to the space, because I can move and still have the friendships, right? Like that doesn't matter. They might change a little bit because I'm not there all the time, but I can still have those friendships. But the, the, feeling of being chained was the amount of things that I still needed to process and let go of and pieces of myself even that I now became present to that had me feeling like I couldn't move for a long time. I hope that makes sense. 
it's a little bit hard to articulate, but I truly did feel so conflicted that I was at the same time unrestricted, but also still so heavy and stuck in so many ways. And so, I mean, I I spent the first like (laughs) good chunk of that show crying. I eventually stopped and had a really fun time dancing, ended up crying again at the end of the show because I was really mourning, especially towards the end of the show was when I I was really grieving. You know, a lot of the processing and a lot of those insights really came up in the beginning. But once I started crying at the end again, I was like, this is the end of my chapter here. Like this, with this show and with everything that just got brought up for me, I now know that I cannot go back. I can no longer try to convince myself that I could stay. I can no longer use anything as an excuse to be here. Like this is really the start of the door closing on this version of life. And, you know, being with these very close friends that I'd had for years at this show, I was like feeling them with me and, and knowing that our relationships were about to transition. And that was very sad for me. And I still have these relationships. Like I I still love these people very dearly, like I said, but it was just very confronting. I'm someone who's been rather codependent in some of my friendships and relationships. And I've, again, tried really to control people's perceptions of me and um, felt very energetically entangled with people. Did not realize to what extent um, I had been, but it was just, it caused me a lot of fear and overwhelm to think about transitioning out of living here and out of being close to these people that had been my friends for like my in real life friends, right. For so long. So just a lot of grief coming through a lot of mourning of the, the chapter. And it was so perfect. It was so perfect because the level of insight that it provided me and the fact that it let me start the grieving process. I mean, there was a ton more that I had to process. Like I said, there was a ton more tears and it took me a really long time to even be ready. I mean, authority timing, right? But it took me many more months and and many more steps in the process until I was like ready to go and to sort of close the physical chapter, if you will. But I truly think without the mushrooms, without that experience, without again, it being so perfectly orchestrated to be just me, um, without the entanglement of the the partner and all the things like it was just such a gift. And I absolutely did not want to go to that show and ball my eyes out, <laughs> but it was so, again, I keep saying this, it was so perfect because of what it gave me and the insight that it gave me. And it's really interesting. These are stories for other episodes, but to think back on some other experiences, both with mushrooms and not that have happened since then, and just the alignment and timing of things. And, you know, I will say as we close up here, to this day, this is one of the things that I will go to the recording of this set. If I know I really need to process something, whether it's, I mean, really any topic, honestly, I've used it for so many different things, but I will use this set because of how much it allowed me to access myself. And I almost feel like sometimes there's this like mushroom residue on things or with people or certain, certain situations that because you had this experience with the psychedelics, if you tap back into that thing, whatever it is, whether it's a song, whether it's, um, a location, something like that, 
you're almost brought back. And, and I really do believe that with plant medicines in particular, they stay with you and they continue to work inside you. And so, um, it's just a really beautiful tool that I now have to be able to access that really tender part of me, um, and really bring up a lot of that emotion. So anywho, <laughs> all of that is to say, Mushrooms are such a powerful, powerful tool. I have such deep reverence for them and the amount that they can show us about themselves. And I hope this was an interesting kind of contrast with the last episode and the last story about the mushroom experience. It's so funny that both of these are at concerts. Promise, again, all of these are not at concerts. I have plenty more stories if you want to hear, but that whether we have the intention or not, there's so much magic and so much beauty. Again, if you're willing to meet yourself and, and willing to let the medicine do its work. Um, so powerful and profound. So I will leave it there for today. Let me know how that landed for you. Let me know if you also love Cascade because <laughs> I'm freaking obsessed. And I hope, I hope you took something away from that. I feel like I wish I had like a one-liner insight, but I feel like there is a lot to kind of sit with and noodle on and contemplate in there. Um, and like I said in the beginning too, I really, really invite you if there's anything that you want to hear more about, if there's anything that intrigued you that you want me to go deeper on, I am very much an open book and I would love to hear from you. So let's wrap it up there. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please consider sharing it with a friend or family member or sharing on social media. It means the world to me, helps me get the word out about the show. And I just appreciate it so much. If you share it on social, make sure you tag me so I can see it and say hello and thank you. And I just hope you have the best rest of your day, the best holiday, the best Thanksgiving, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.